Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 284 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Pillar up in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them, Locked On sent you. Well, I'm sending a message to all of you that it is an Ottawa Senators game day. That's right, a week later, your Senators are back in action and they still have a six-game point streak to defend. They're playing the Montreal Canadiens, a team they've done quite well against this year. We'll have a full preview of tonight's game. Who's going to be the starting goalie wearing those beauty reverse retro threads? We'll also touch on Jacob Bernard Docker. One of the note accents has made his decision. Let's keep it in flux. We'll tell you what that decision is, and we've got a full breakdown of that and where it fits in long term we also have some updates on the injury front and more this is the locked on senators podcast your team every day today is thursday april 1st and pilsey no time for april fools because sense fans were nervous with anticipation we saw matt boldy sign in minnesota we saw Spencer Knight, we saw Alex Newhook, we've seen Cole Caulfield, but now it's the Senators' turn to at least announce one for now. Jacob Bernard Docker, a three-year entry-level contract, and where will he report, Pilsy? To your Ottawa Senators, and thank God they announced this, because I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit nervous when Cal Gucci and Kierstad signed, and there was no news on the on the hashtag Nodak Sends, and that kind of made me a little bit nervous. And hey, we thought for sure it was going to be two players. We thought JBD and Pinto were going to be a package deal. Doesn't appear that way. We've only heard news that JBD has signed. And apparently from some uh, credible sources, you could you could say the, uh, the play-by-play for UND said that he's heard that Jake Sanderson and Shane Pinto will be returning to college. So that is interesting. Let's get one thing clear. The play-by-play voice of North Dakota is Alex Heiner, and that's not who made these comments. It seems like it's the radio play-by-play guy. So is he connected? Yes, for sure. But typically we hear one way or another when a player makes a decision. So I wouldn't be so fast to assume that. However, it could be used as a bargaining chip. We're going to get into the Shane Pinto talk. The Jake Sanderson talk a little later on. Let's focus on the man who's reporting to Ottawa. So seven-day quarantine. April 10th would be the first game he's eligible to play. Edmonton Oilers, very close to his hometown of Canmore, Alberta. However, once he gets into the lineup, gets acclimated, it seems like DJ Smith, just based on what he knows about, I'm sure he's seen Nodak games. Who hasn't been watching them this year? He's pretty certain this guy is going to be an NHLer. And no pressure, kid. But DJ Smith's quote states, JBD is the type of player that helps you stabilize a decor. Is that a fair assessment of what JBD can bring at the next level? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think the key there is he helps you. Like he's not saying he's going to be the guy that stabilizes the D course. So I think not as much pressure as it seems, but yeah, that's, that's what JBD does. If any of you have watched uh, UND this season, it's very clear that JBD is a guy that can slow the pace of the game down and be a great shutdown defenseman. I want to read you the DJ Smith quote. This is both from, courtesy of TSN 1200's Twitter. The signing of JBD is another big piece to the puzzle. It's exciting as these kids are starting to join the organization. He's the kind of player who can stabilize a back end. JBD can be a shutdown guy who can also make pop flat passes, get up into the rush, good skating, the kind of guy who can play in all situations. Top four guys in this league are hard to come by, and he will be one. Pretty pretty stern statement there from the coach. Yeah, but I mean, like, what's he going to do? <laughs> Go out and announce JBD will not be a good NHL defenseman. He's not ready. Like, he's going to say, he's going to gas up his guy, right? But I think the key there is everybody needs to understand that he will be a top four. I don't know if uh, throwing him into the fire as a top four guy right away is a smart move, but see, that's the kind of playing style JBD has. And once he gets some pro experience under his belt, I, I have no doubt in my mind that he can be an effective top four defense. So you got to assume he's either already in Ottawa or is arriving later today. So let's say seven days from now, let's take it to the seventh. He gets two practices in. Do you expect him to play April 10th or do you, would you practice him maybe four, five, six times before you get him into the lineup? No, I think he's going to get into the first game. He's eligible, right? Like, why wouldn't you? It's already a shortened season, so you're not going to get uh, as much time as you normally would in a long season. You've got him here early. UND wasn't expected to be bounced from the NCAA tournament so early. So let's get him in. And if there's any part of this team that needs help, it's the back end. And it's a guy that can we're not so worried about the back end scoring. It's the back end keeping the puck out of the net so that those talented forwards can focus on the offense. Sorry, I think I said April 10th against Edmonton. It's the 9th against Edmonton, 10th against Toronto. So it's a back-to-back there. However, once that Edmonton game rolls around on the 9th, there's still 16 games left in the NHL season. Again, he has to play seven for a year to burn off, but I don't think that's of concern at all. With these players, who you know are going to develop into top four, top nine, top six, there is some benefit of having that first year burned off because you give them a year less to prove themselves before you can lock them up to that next contract. Do you have a a player comparable or a guy you hope to see JBD grow into? I know we don't love doing the comparables. You've been burned there before. I'll give you one, and maybe this isn't fair, but I don't know. I could see him being a guy like TJ Brody who kills penalties, gets on the power play, and can give you 20 to 24 minutes every single night. So if he can develop into that, I mean, TJ Brody's making $5 million a year, so you just know how he's viewed around the league. But he's got a little physicality. He's not going to – he's not the K-train. He's not going to throw you into next week, but he can play hard in front of the net. I think DJ Smith loves boxing out players, like guys guys who can box out well in front of the net. So what, what do you see as not only the next step, but – what can Sens fans expect over the long-term growth of Jacob Bernard Docker? Well, first off, there's not a goddamn chance I'm going to attempt a player comparable. Uh, that is not a strength of mine, that's for sure. And if the way our comparables work keep continuing, the Ottawa Senators will announce that they've acquired TJ Brody within the next <laughs> year or two, similar to uh, my step-in comparison. So that'll work out nicely for you. But yeah, as far as JBD goes, what can fans expect from him? He's going to be that perfect 
yang to someone's yin. There's going to be an offensive type defenseman, whether it's Thomas Shabbat, Eric Brandstrom, one of the, one of those types of guys on or the Mike left Riley. side. The left Mike side, Riley. The left side is full of puck movers. Yeah, Mike Riley. But I don't I don't see any point of switching Mike Riley and Zub like that. That's a pair that's working, so you're not going to switch that. Um, so he's a guy that's going to stabilize that offensive riverboat gambler defenseman. And you know, no matter what the situation is, good old JBD is going to be back there to clean up any mess that an offensive for, uh, offensive defenseman causes. So that's what we can expect from JBD. And he's the exact kind of guy this organization needs to blossom into a cornerstone defenseman because they've, like we said, they've got the offensive guys. Now they need someone who can calm the play down and keep things even keel so that those when you're trading rushes for rushes you can hope to stop a rush coming the other end for once so after three years at north dakota and being the 26th overall pick in the 2018 draft jacob bernard docker has signed in ottawa people might forget that draft pick was acquired in the first trade in the rebuild it was Derek broussard and One of the other parts of that deal will be starting tonight. Full breakdown of the game preview, I should say, coming up with tonight's matchup against the Montreal Canadiens. But let's get in to who JBD should start with. We put up a poll at Send Central, and we're going to tell you the results right after we talk about Bet Online because Bet Online is the number one sports book associated with the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a partnership that we love, and it's only going to get stronger as sports come back in full swing. Baseball is the latest. Opening day is today. Get your wagers in. The Blue Jays, young up and coming. They're going to be buzzing. Maybe a team like Ottawa, who's going to catch others by surprise. And that's where you benefit the most at Bet Online, betting on those underdogs. Because, man, they come through a lot more than you think. So you've got that. You've got the NCAA Final Four coming up this weekend. All sorts of fun wagers. And why not get a little bonus because you're a listener? of Locked On Senators with the one place that we trust here on the podcast network. BetOnline.ag, hit that in to your mobile browser, wherever you need to go online and sign up today for a free account. So you're on BetOnline.ag. Then when you make your first deposit, put in the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in 200, that is 100 free play dollars in your account. You put in 100, bingo, bango, bongo, $50 right there for you. Now, to, bet, to win that, you got to bet it. That's just the way it works in the world. Why wouldn't it be? So Pilsy comes in with his parlay of the day. And last night's parlay of the day hit indeed. I tweeted it out on Twitter for you guys because we had a later episode that wasn't going to get out in time for the starts of those games. So hopefully you guys caught on to that and got some green numbers. There was a cancellation for the, uh, the game out west. I think it was Vancouver-Calgary. So Luckily, that didn't affect uh, the Pilsy's parlay, and it still went through. So let's keep things rolling here. Why not? Keep it rolling all the way through the weekend. That's going to be the goal here. Four-team parlay going on today, Ross. I like a lot of the options here, but I tried to narrow it down to just four, if you can believe it. Four. We got Washington Capitals up against New York Islanders. Now, this is kind of a toss-up game, but the Caps have plus 106 odds on Moneyline. And anytime the Caps have plus odds, I think I'm going to go for them. I think uh, they're going to solve the New York Islanders here. So that's the first piece. Then the Buffalo Sabres. I actually won some money on the Buffalo Sabres. I knew they were going to win that game. I knew it was going to be a high-scoring game. So that was a nice little treat. But the fun's over. Uh, They're going to lose the next game here to the New York Rangers. So New York Rangers, Moneyline minus 250. Then, of course... Tampa Bay money line minus 272. 
And now this one's a little interesting. I usually don't do this, but it's a Sens game day, so I would be remiss if I did not have the, any sort of Senators action in this parlay. So we're going to take the reverse puck line, plus one and a half for Sens at minus 145. There's no way the Habs win by two goals here. So I'm really confident in that. Put all four of those together, $10 to win 56.64. That's a nice boost. So one more time, in conclusion, let's go with Washington Capitals money line. New York Rangers money line, Tampa Bay money line, and Ottawa Senators reverse puck line. That is Pillsy's parlay of the day. No, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. And don't forget our promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. And another day, another day for Bilt Bar. It's a Senators game day, so you know the Senators, they've had all this time to rest. Now they got to get energy, they got to get protein, they got to get ready for the big game tonight. And if you're going to have a protein bar, why not have one you enjoy? And I guarantee you, this is a Pillsy's pick of the day. I guarantee you will like all 16 amazing flavors that Bilt Bar has to provide. Why? Because it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They will fool you. Honestly, guys, eight chocolate with nut flavors, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. The bars are always covered in 100% chocolate. Bilt Bar doesn't mess around with that. So if you're a chocolate lover, again, I know you're going to love these. It's great for the health-conscious guy or girl. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. So everything you want and everything you don't want, Built Bar has the formula here. Let's take a look at these flavors. I'm going with, I'm going to keep it simple. I like the simple flavors. The double chocolate, covered in 100% chocolate. You chocolate lovers, there's so many brownie flavors also, but... Sometimes you just, you don't want anything complicated, nothing too crazy, just chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. So that's Pillsy's pick of the day, double chocolate Bilt Bar. How are you going to get your hands on one of those or a lot of those? Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. So you can make a whole box full of double chocolates if you really want to go crazy on Pillsy's pick of the day or our recommendation if you're a new listener and you haven't tried Bilt Bar yet, first off, Welcome to the show and welcome to a new flavor experience, but get the mixed box. So that way you get to try a bunch of different flavors and you can get that at builtbar.com using promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar only at builtbar.com. All right, Pilsy, still to come, a preview of tonight's game, including the news of who will start in goal for the Montreal Canadiens. It's their starter but maybe not the one you think. So, Pilsy, before we get to that, let's get to our poll at Send Central. Who would be your ideal partner to start with JBD? Thomas Shabbat, Mike Riley, Eric Brandstrom, or other? Now, we're through 300 votes. We just put up the poll right now. And 60% leading the way in huge numbers is Thomas Shabbat. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think you already know my thoughts. I, I think, honestly, and uh, you can say what you want, but I think the two top pairs for this team are are locked up and they shouldn't be changed. Like, Zaitsev is a great partner for Shabbat. Now, a lot of people are thinking, oh, uh, Zaitsev, not a top-pairing defenseman, not a prototypical top four. But that's okay. It's about complementing Shabbat. It's not about being uh, a top-four defenseman on your own in a vacuum. It's about 
are if you're with Shabbat, can you help him elevate his game and allow him to do the things that he does successfully while keeping the puck out of your own net? And I think for the time being, time being for this season, you just keep Zaitsev with Shabbat. And then same with the Riley Zoop pair. That pair is clicking so well. Keep those two together. Those top two units can handle a lot of the ice time. And that's where I think on the third pair, you got to get the young guys together. We said it. JBD is the perfect yang to somebody's yang. How about Eric Branstrom? Eric Branstrom, the offensive-minded defenseman. He's going to need a guy to help keep him covered when he goes for those risky pinches and joins the rush and all those kinds of things. JBD is the perfect guy. And then you get those two guys up against weaker matchups on other teams. Their ice time won't be through the roof. And also, you got to find a way to cut down Shabbat's ice time. So have those two young guys together and give them a little bit more of the load. So I know everybody's all crazy about getting JBD with Shabbat. That's the way it's, it's meant to be. And I think that will be the pair in the future. But for now, I'm not interested in throwing JBD into the fire and giving Thomas Shabbat, I don't want to say a babysitting job, but he already has enough on his hands as it is. The last thing he needs to look out for is a rookie guy coming from college and playing the pros up against the top units every night. Yeah, it's a lot to ask. However, you look at the third pair, and if you're DJ Smith, you're going to put two 21-year-olds together as a third unit. I, I highly doubt that to be the case. I think we might even see a situation where it's Coburn and JBD to start. Not Gross. that I'm saying that's what I want, but I wouldn't put it past an NHL coach. Not only DJ Smith. I'm not trying to rain on uh, on him, but it's just the way they, they do it. They just don't want to see two young guys together. So for me, if my future pair is JBD and Shabbat, that's where I start them. You can always change it mid-game, but I think that gives them a bit of confidence going into it, saying, hey, not only do we expect you to be a big part of your, the future of this team, we want to get you reps right away. So JBD coming in can definitely stabilize decor, according to DJ Smith, so why not put him with your stud? And even if that just means JBD getting to learn a few shifts from him and then you rein it back, to me, that's where he needs to be. So I'm on the side of the majority here with Thomas Shabbat being the ideal first pairing guy for JBD. And yeah, like I said, it doesn't have to be for the whole season. Uh, but yeah, I think you start him there and, and see where it goes. My only concern is we talked about what would be the first game he gets into and it's either up against the Leafs or the Oilers. You put him with Shabbat and his first NHL experience is going up against McDavid, Drysettle, and then Matthews, Marner. And then what happens first shift or first couple shifts, they get a nice goal on him and then the confidence is just shot. So I don't, I don't see the need to have him start hot off the bat. Let him ease into it and grow that confidence because I see more benefits to easing him into it than throwing him right away. We'll have your say on Twitter at Send Central, and we'd love to hear from you in the comments there as well. And while you're on the internet and you're checking out the Twitter page at Send Central, click our link tree and leave a review that would go a long way and if you want to even double it up, if you unsubscribe and then resubscribe, that's a little extra bonus. Those are the real fans. In the business. And you can follow us on Instagram as well, LockedOn.Senators. Pilsy, we keep talking about the decor, and DJ Smith just announced that for tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens, there's going to be no lineup changes. And, hey, when your team's 3-0-3 in the last six games, it's been going well. However, that means Eric Brandstrom is sitting again as a healthy scratch. It's going to be Coburn and Josh Brown as the third pair. Like, I don't know what we're doing here with this, but I think that the negative kind of comes back to finding mid ground because this is the third straight game now that Eric Goodbranson 
will be a healthy scratch. Is his time in Ottawa winding down? Absolutely, yeah. Whether whether he gets traded or they just run the clock with him because they can't find a partner. But then the interesting thing to me is I start thinking like, okay, they're they're playing Coburn. They're trying to show him off. It's a big showcase. Who wants to win the Braden Coburn sweepstakes? Well, take a look at what you can get. I would have thought you'd rather be doing that with Good Branson right now. Like he's you would th- you would hope would be a more valuable trade chip than <laughs> Braden Coburn, right? So if that's the idea, that's that's kind of weird to me. But hey. Coburn and Brown, I'm not about to say they've been good at all, but I wouldn't say they've been absolutely terrible. Mind you, that's they've been very sheltered with limited ice time. But as far as the third pairing goes on, on this Senators team, we've seen worse, that's for sure. So if that's how it's going to be, uh, up until JBD comes, I'm not really too concerned with how they use the third pair. But once he's mixed into this lineup, I want to see Eric Branstrom get in there for sure. And that's only a few days away from the trade deadline. So something's got to give. Yeah, I like what you're saying about being a showcase to an extent. Now, you're not going to bring home the bacon with a, with a Braden Coburn or an Erica Branson trade, but even just getting them off your roster and getting a sixth or seventh round or whatever it is, it's more the offloading that can be beneficial. And when you couple that with the fact that Ottawa can retain salary in those trades, now will they? That's another story. But that adds a, a smidge of value to a team that thinks they're going on a long run and Maybe an eighth, ninth defenseman has to get in the lineup and you want to make sure that that guy has experience playing at the NHL level. So lots to shake out here. I mentioned no lineup changes. That means Nick Paul is going to be wearing the A again. Just looks perfect on his sweater. We're going to tell you about the starting goalies and give our locked-on player, our lookout player, and a key to an Ottawa Senators victory. After we drive over to that segment, making sure that everything's good, going to rockauto.com if it's not. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts to customers online, and they've been doing it for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now, right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have everything. Engine control modules, check, brake parts, you got it. Tail lamps, motor oil, you can even get your new carpet there. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. I don't know if you can hear the siren in the background, but that's because they know you are getting a steal of a deal at Rock Auto. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. All we ask is that you put locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That way they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you. All right, Pilsy. So the Ottawa Senators return to action after a week-long layoff with a matchup against the Montreal Canadiens. Ottawa with a 3-2 record through five games this season with the goals even at 13 apiece through the season series. Now, DJ Smith making sure everyone's paying attention because all he said was that there's no changes to the lineup. So we got to go all the way back seven days. Here's how the Senators will line up. It's Josh Norris between Brady Kachuk and Evgeny Dadnov. Colin White will center the second line with Nick Paul and Connor Brown. It'll be Chris Tierney between Tim Stutzla and Drake Batherson. And maybe the fastest fourth line in the league, Clark Bishop centering Alex Formanton and Ryan Dezingle on the back end. Shabbat Zaitsev, Riley Zub, Coburn, Josh Brown 
with Philly franchise in the starters net. How sick is it going to be to watch him go out there with those reverse retro jerseys, the red setup? It's too good to be true for a goalie-friendly show. Yeah, I can't wait. And uh, I love Philly's uh, red kit. It's so nice. And then with the reverse retro reds, like that is going to pop nicely. So I'm fired up for that. And I'm fired up to see if we can keep Philip Gustafson staying hot. Like, sure, his NHL experience so far has been incredible, like amazing numbers. But can he keep it rolling? It's been a bit of a break. So maybe you're, you, you lose a bit of that psyche, that uh, good momentum you had going on. So Let's see what he can do tonight. This is a Montreal team that the Ottawa Senators have had success against. There's no really like top number one guy that if you're a young goalie, you're shaking in your boots that he's going to be coming up against you. They don't really have that kind of player. So I think Philip Gustafson can have a good chance to succeed tonight and look out for the Sens to start hot in the first period. Like I see them coming flying out of the gates. Yeah, Pilsy, that either goes one way or the other, eh? With a long layoff, you either have the worst first period ever or you score two goals in the first five minutes. So great key to tonight's game is start fresh. You have a Montreal team that came off maybe their easiest game of the season the other night. They only allowed 16 shots in their win on Tuesday. So you got to think that they're coming in and Carey Price made 16 saves for that shutout. But He's not starting tonight. It's Jake Allen, who I'm still calling the starter in Montreal. He's put up better numbers, has a better record than Carey Price. So if you're the Ottawa Senators, jump on him early and see if you can shake that confidence that he's been building all year. You look at Montreal as well. They've fallen to fourth in the division, but they've had so many games postponed that you have those makeup games. However, Ottawa really has a chance here to play spoiler down the stretch with four matchups left against the Canadiens. So... Wouldn't it be nice to somehow, and well, they've kind of hurt their own destiny in terms of this because they've been beating Calgary, the team that would be the one catching Montreal. But just to give Montreal the worst possible matchup in round one would just be music to my ears. So huge matchup tonight. Who are you locked on from a Senator's perspective after a full week off? I'm locked on to Evgeny Dadinov. Like it's... DJ Smith is almost gone to the point of insanity, right? Like the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and over, getting the same results and expecting something different. That's what's happening with Evgeny Dadanov on the top power play unit. And look, I'm a big daddy guy. I'm a big Dadanov fan. Like I, I was a fan of him. I thought he would make a big difference. I wanted him on the top power play. But at some point, you're just like, okay. Like what is it? Ross, do you have the number? He's like zero power play goals in it's like 140 power play opportunities or something wild like that. 125 minutes on the power okay, play. Okay, right. Yeah, that's that's the stat. So like so much time for him to get something done. He's being used as an option and kind of on, on that tight slot bumper with that tic-tac-toe pass, but it's not working. So I think you got to get him onto the second power play unit. Give, give him some fresh t- chemistry. Get somebody else like Josh Norris who can click with that first power play unit. And Evgeny Dadanov is going to have to start shooting the puck more. Like, this is a guy that should be a shoot-first guy. Sure, he has nine goals and only three assists, but you need more than that for a guy who's also playing on the top unit with Brady Kachuk. So he, he's got to get going, and this break maybe will be a nice mental lapse for him. Otherwise, he's got to fall down and lose a couple more teeth because that's what kicked him in the ass last time. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. You know that Ottawa's been working on the power play over this week off of practice and watching video right now, they've gone five games without a power play goal. And you can go all the way back if you want to the start of March and 
in March, the power play is three for 34. So you need more from that. But then you look at it from the other side, they're at a 500 record with the power play struggling as much as it is. So on the other hand, too, they haven't allowed a power play goal since they got on this six-game point streak. So the PK has been fantastic of late. But if you can get the power play rolling, all the more to it. So you've got Evgeny Dadnov as your locked-on player. I always go to Brady, so I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to say Philly franchise. He was on such a great roll. He's got – he had, well, what, fantastic number, 71 of 73, I believe, in his first two starts. Let's see what he can do after a week off. Is it going to help him that he's been practicing even more with the NHL guys, or is it a situation where you lose that, that rhythm that you're in? So I'm locked on Philly franchise tonight. Hopefully he can continue to keep it rolling because there's no surprise that the Senators' record has improved drastically since the goaltending improved. But we haven't mentioned yet, Matt Murray's been taken off the injured reserve. He's not ready to come back yet, but it's not going to be long before Matt Murray comes back, which lends to the point that this is an opportunity to be seized by Gustafson. So I'm watching that, and I'm looking out for Tyler Toffoli. He hasn't been scoring as much as he started the year, but against Ottawa, he was lights out earlier in the season. So I'm looking out for Tyler Toffoli. I'm locked on Philip Gustafson. I'm calling it right now. The Sens are going to extend that point streak, and they're getting the win tonight. I'm going to say 4-1 the final score for Ottawa. Who's your lookout player, Phils? Nice. Love it. Love it. I'm My lookout player is going to be Jesperi Kakaniemi. He had a goal in the last game. This is a guy that the rivalry between him and Brady Kachuk are, is going to be through the for the ages, right? Like this is going to go on for a long time here, assuming both guys sign long-term deals. So I'm going to be watching him. I want to see, has he improved with a little more NHL experience? Hopefully, I'm sure he's gained a little more size. So let's see what this kid has, has in store. And my key to success hopping on uh, Gustafson is you got to keep those rebounds in. I watched the quick game highlights of Montreal's last game. Most of their goals were scored right in the crease off of rebounds or pucks that slipped through uh, Miko Koskinen and they were just available for them to tap in. They've got the guys to do it, right? Like I mentioned, they don't have a number one bonafide sniper, but they've got guys like Gallagher, Perry, all these guys that love mucking it up right in front of the net and they get those chances. Gustafson's rebound control was excellent his first couple starts. So I'm going to see that continue because that's going to be a big part of the Ottawa centers winning this game is not allowing the Montreal Canadians to get those garbage goals, save the garbage goals for your team. That's the Ottawa centers mantra. We <laughs> want that garbage. We'll put it away. You don't touch the garbage. I love it. And it's pickup day tonight at yeah. the Canadian tire center. Okay. We ran out of time to talk more about Shane Pinto. The bottom line is that nothing's been decided until it's decided. This kid just got off a five-overtime loss. He loves the college lifestyle by all accounts, and it's a tough decision to make. So there will be an announcement one way or another. It's not a situation where if you don't hear that he's signed, it's just inevitable that he's going back to school. Same thing for Jake Sanderson. Someone on radio, and he did not sound sure of himself, that play-by-play guy from North Dakota, he was like, oh, things can change. Uh, Yeah, maybe, and uh, the Senators organization sucks, and this and that, and Yeah, so take it with a grain of salt for now. And the plan is if Shane Pinto signs before we're back tomorrow with a brand new Locked On Senators, we'll be hopping on our locker room. And make sure you've downloaded the locker room app on iOS. That's going to be a great conversation if and when the news breaks on that. But 
For now, Sens fans rejoice because Jacob Bernard Docker was the most important guy to get signed as if he'd gone back for his senior year. There's real potential they would have lost his right. So JBD is on his way and the Senators are playing a goddamn hockey game tonight. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.